Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world. My name is Peter Rosenberg, and we will be joined shortly by the stat guy, Greg. He's not here right now, though. Um, meanwhile, my producer, RJ, is here. RJ, say hello real quick to the people. Can you, can you turn on the microphone and say something? or You have to do it in the other room. Can you do it in the other room? Oh, wow. So, listen, we're going to have Stack Eye Greg. We're going to have a mailbag. We may have a guest. Um, and, RJ, can you turn on my drops, too? Is that possible? If you can't figure it out, I'm doing the show from ESPN. I don't know if you guys are aware. The schedule's been challenging recently. Little on the challenging side. Just trying to keep up with wrestling in in full is challenging. Um, RJ... When was the last time you kept up with wrestling in full? I am someone that the diehards will be angered at. Well, you're, I'm a you're big fun. mania rumble. I'll pop back in for SummerSlam. The major four, I'm around. I hover. You still do? Yeah. I still have friends that I have I have a couple of buddies that almost didn't come to town to visit. They almost canceled the trip because they were safe enough to go to WrestleMania. So I still have friends that are that are in the game. Wow, I didn't realize that you were around that often. I don't think it ever leaves you, does it? Some Do people cut the cord. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Believe me, I hear from those people all the time. They probably make fun of you. They they do. They are bad, bad, bad people. Well, how does this make you feel? All that aggression inside you, you chose to take it out on an inanimate object, and not only. Have you ever heard that before? I'm a big fan. I think I put that in the system for you. <laughs> I know I know for a fact that you did. Um, uh, and have you been watching recently? When was the last time you checked in? I usually catch at least a half hour or so. I try to. Of raw. It's been tough lately because there's all the, the sports, as they say. Oh, yeah. The, the, sports, finals, the sports is big. Stanley Cup, all that stuff. Well, listen, I think you'll, after listening to some cheap heat, I think you're going to be ready to be fully, fully back in. Well, with one of the big four coming up, uh, the numbers got to have you at least up to the 13th. Well, there's, it's 12th. now, it's now big five, RJ. Five. Yes. Money in the bank is now considered a big five event. That's right. And that's coming up in just two weeks away or no, a week and a half away. And you'll be there. I'll be there from Chicago. How can we watch you? Um, I'll, I'll be on the WWE network. Um, and actually, you know, the, the kickoff shows are on like Facebook and YouTube, oh, YouTube, and, the, all the things the kids are on. Yeah. So anywhere you can find stuff, you'll be able to find me, but I will tell you it to me, it's led to a slightly awkward time the last couple of weeks because it just seems like, it just seems like they're lot like they, the, 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 the matches were booked for money in the bank. And as a result, there just haven't been stories, enough stories to tell, in my opinion. I like where we're going. I've said this last week with Elias and Seth Rollins, which continued this week. I like that we've seen uh, Jinder Mahal in more of a position to, to mean something with Roman Reigns. 
But by and large, I don't know. It just seems like we're hovering a little, a little bit here. Um, they, the Nia Jax Ronda Rousey story has been building regardless of how you feel on it, feel about it. At least it, we know where we're going, but it's been a, um, complicated time. And, uh, I think that the, the, the Sasha Banks Bailey thing has been, it, it been killing me. It's been, it's been killing me. I mean, there's nothing easier, in my opinion, than telling a Sasha Banks and Bailey story. It's like a story old as time. This is what wrestling's made of. Friends, people who actually love each other, turning on one another. And it seems like even that has just like there, there's something not being told there. Same with AJ Styles and Nakamura, two of the greatest performers in wrestling, two of the most popular international names there are. Darlings of the wrestling world. But something, something is awry. Well, don't worry. We here at Cheap Heat will break those things down for you. And um, we will have black power rankings. And I'll read your emails. Because to be honest, isn't that what everyone's favorite segment has become? What I need is a mailbag intro. Midge. With a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. And that's a strong way of putting the mailbag, but I do think it'll be a good one. So we'll do things a little bit differently today. I'll start off in the mailbag, and then we'll get into Raw and SmackDown a little bit more once uh, we have Stack Guy Greg. I'm pretty sure. Hold, let me see what Stack Guy's information. Hold on. Stat guy. Here we go. Stat guy Greg said he had to work on site somewhere and then him and Crystal were going to a street fair. <laughs> Which means he's eating. That's what's happening. SGG is having a snack. I'll tell you what we should do is before we get into the mailbag, let's see if let's see if we can get a hold of someone very, very important. This is sad. Oh, no. No, no, no. Jabroni! No, 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 no. Oh, God. That didn't go well. Here, let's try someone else. That was going to be Dipperstein. I got someone else. I got an idea here. This is what, we're going to have to edit this here, RJ. Don't worry. I'll take care of it. Wow, this is really miserable. We're playing a game now called Let's Call Our Friends and See If They Answer. That one didn't work. Let's try again. This one's going to work. I have a lot of... Guys, don't worry. Dipperstein didn't answer. This guy's going to answer. I got all the faith in the world. Here we go. It's going to happen. You think when people see FaceTime audio, they just think it's a mistake? It's a good friendship test. So what happens now? You mean if no one answers? Yeah. Oh. 
Hello. How you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the first annual WWE Friendship Test, I had no doubt the whole time, SmackDown Live's own Tom Phillips, a.k.a. the Dirty Bird. Hey, Tom. <laughs> what do I win? Uh, you win a few minutes here on Cheap Heat to say hello. Oh, this is fantastic. Okay, great. I've never been on Cheap Heat. This I know. Incredible. And then I saw you were on with Sam a few weeks ago, and I was, I was kind of jealous. I was like, whoa, whoa, why haven't Tom, why hasn't Tom been on the show? Well, uh, great friends with Sam. Sam's a great dude. Uh, great friends with you as well. Uh, Sam just happened to be first to extend the invitation. Wow. Uh, I was in the, I was in the area for backlash and everything. I made a little, uh, jaunt up to the Roberts house. It was very nice. Now, um, is anything new in your life? Are you in the middle of dinner or doing anything important right now with your new, uh, your new bride? I am having Sam 76 right now. I am about to have it. It's quesadilla night in the Phillips house. Oh, this so is big. Things. Yeah, this is really big. Uh, she's working right now here in, in the kitchen. She's fantastic. Uh, she's having rosé. I think she's a little mad at me, actually, right now. Wait. I can't even tell. Oh, no, you have that face on. Yeah, like, <laughs> Well, what would she be mad at you for, Tom? You, you, you don't do anything that could anger anyone. Well, does this classify as a work call? I don't even know. I mean, well, yeah, I got to tell you, once you once you do a phoner, it's a work call. Like, oh, if, okay. if I was just calling you to say hi, but the fact that I'm recording... <laughs> Who else did you call before me? That's my question. Well, it, hold on. This is you, oh, this is this is alphabetical order. Okay, Corey. Wow, so I was way down on the list. Well, it's only three. It's only three. It was Corey, Renee, mm-hmm. Tom, and and are you surprised in any way that you were the first one to pick up? Actually, no, simply because uh, Renee is probably on her way to a Golden Knights game. She's not going. She's not going she's, to the game. Oh, she's not going? No. Oh, I thought she would definitely go. No, it almost it almost curses the Golden Knights altogether that Renee is not going to be there. Now, tell me, I want to I wanna ask an important, very, very important question. Go for it. Who is your favorite person, excluding me? And this is not a, this is not trying to get a cheap pop. Who my is, favorite person is your, my wife. But well, oh my god, you went for a cheap pop anyway, dude. That's yep. so pathetic. <laughs> How is that pathetic? You went for a cheap pop because your wife's standing right next to you. That's not inaccurate, though. Is is your wife your favorite person? M- 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 Mage. Um, I, I can interview right. Wow, you said um. Oh, I know she listens to this, dude. Oh yeah, please. Then you don't know my wife very well. No, <laughs> my wife is my favorite person. I I would say, but I I didn't finish the sentence. My my, okay. it was going to be favorite person at WWE. My favorite person at Wow, that's hard. Yeah, that's and really difficult. listen, someone's feelings are going to get hurt, and guess what? I don't care. My favorite person. Actually, let's start here. You know what? I'm going to soften the blow for you. Let's let's ask your wife who's her favorite person at WWE. Who's who's your favorite person at WWE? He wants to know about your favorite person. Yeah. She loves Renee because of obvious reasons. My wife's named Renee too. She loves Big E. Yeah, big New Day fan. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, I got to tell you, she may have picked the two nicest people in WWE. I completely agree, and I, I second that. I'm going to go uh, one that no one no one knows, uh, but you know who I'm talking about, and Tamario Thomas. So you're, so you're going off the beaten path. 
I'm going not someone you're going to know from TV, not someone that people are going to know from doing a lot of investigating into WWE. I'm going to talk about our ringside producer, Tamario Thomas, who's taken amazing care of me on a million different occasions. And is this a good person and a good friend? All right, well, then so give, give us the dirt. Give us the dirt. If somebody disagrees on that, I will fight them. All right, well, tell me this. Then who do you hate most in WWE? Say it right now. Say it right this Corey, second. Corey Graves. Corey Graves. Uh, yeah, far and beyond. <laughs> bad guy. Let's be honest. Just a bad guy. Horrible, horrible human being. Uh, yeah, and that's for, the, the reason that he didn't pick up the phone is probably because he's somewhere deep in the, the bowels of his house doing whatever he wants. And he saw his phone ring. Oh, yeah. Just he just texted me. He just texted me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he asked if I called him on purpose. Um, all right, let's. I'll, I'll, before I let you go have dinner with your wife, just one one question. Um, as the voice of SmackDown, you'll get to have. Oh wait, well, what's? Do you know what your call will be yet for Money in the Bank? Like, are, are you guys sharing duties? Do we know yet? I have no earthly idea yet. We got a little ways to go until Chicago. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I got to get to call something cool, but I, I don't know what I'm doing yet. Now, what 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 are you most excited about? Because I mean, listen, I I'm in a different spot than you, and I can say a, a bit more. I think it's been interesting because the card got kind of set early in terms of the Money in the Bank matches, so mm-hmm. it sort of put us in a weird kind of in between no man's land over the last couple of weeks. What are you most excited to watch the build for during this time leading up to what is now the fifth major? The build has been really, really good. And personally, Money in the Bank has been my favorite, my personal favorite pay-per-view for a long time. Uh, Michael Cole always says he loves Survivor Series. I'm a big diehard fan for Money in the Bank. Um, I've really enjoyed how the Nakamura style series has matured like a fine wine. Like every match keeps getting better and better. So last man standing, I think they're going to take but I'm a sucker for the two Money in the Bank last to see both of them. I hope both briefcases come to SmackDown because if they both go to Raw, you know, then we don't get to call any of it on Tuesday night and everything. So I hope we at least get one. If we get both, that's going to be really dramatic. Yeah, um, I agree. I'm also, how are you? How do you feel about? How do you feel? I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited for AJ and Nakamura. I think it's been up and down. There have been some weird moments. There have been moments I loved. I love the backlash finish. I know that's a, it's a, a controversial opinion. Some people didn't like the double nard kick. I really liked it. Um, but I thought it was really enjoyable. What have you thought about my girl, Money Mella, with that championship? Carmella's been fantastic. I think everybody can see how good she's been in the, the situation holding the championship. She is one of the most polarizing people on SmackDown Live right now. Having her on commentary the last few weeks, she's done an incredible job. Uh, one of the best uh, women's champions in that capacity on commentary we've had in a long time. So she's fantastic so far. I think uh, her and Asuka is this really interesting juxtaposition because Carmella's been talking all this crap and everything, and I think there's a lot of detractors to Carmella in terms of what she can do in the ring. She will surprise people. I agree. I, I agree. Asuka, I think having Asuka in there is just going to be incredible. So I think that is one that has the potential to surprise a lot of people in Chicago. I, I agree. I, I think that she actually is a little surprising in ring. People really didn't know what to make. She hadn't had a singles match in months and months. I mean, it forever. So when we actually got to see her at Backlash, I was impressed. 
And I just think she's so entertaining. She gets people so angry. Um, on uh, every kind of wrestling fan seems to be made angry by Carmella, which that's I, the idea. Which <laughs> exactly, which I really, really enjoy. Anyways, one woman who I don't want to make angry is Renee, your wife. So um, enjoy, do that. enjoy your dinner, and I'll see what the other ne'er do wells have to say who didn't answer my call. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, let me know what they say. I want to hear from that. Oh, enjoy yourself. Goodbye. <laughs> see ya. Now, did Tom know that "enjoy yourself" is my catchphrase? Or was he just being nice and saying, enjoy yourself? Hmm. Now, Corey Graves wrote back and said, did you mean to call me? So we're going to call him again. I'm not even responding. I'm just going to call him again. Do you think he answers this time, RJ? After the did you mean to call me? If he doesn't answer this time, I think he is descending like a rock down your friend power rankings. He was already low. This is disrespectful. Wow. This is, this was just hurtful. It's, uh, it's, I, I don't really have a lot to say about it. Um, it's like a guy drowning <sighs> and you're standing over the side of, t- of the Titanic saying, Hey, yo, man, do you need this lifeboat? Now the other two, everyone has reached back out in some capacity. So the, the order of calls was actually Dipperstein was in there first too. And Dipperstein didn't answer either. Dipperstein has since called and texted. Renee tried back. Let's see. We'll try Renee back one more time. Oh, my God. The instant denial. You just got swatted oh into the third row. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Oh, man. I don't even know how to recover from that. Let's try Dipperstein again. Maybe he'll make this better because if... Dipperstein, the king of the majesty. Mage. The majesty. No. Major. Oh. Why are you calling me through FaceTime audio? Because I'm doing the podcast, and the the fact that you made us all wait this long is repug. Oh. I mean. Major. I'm playing, I know you can't hear it right now through the phone, but I'm playing drops of you as I talk to you. What are your thoughts? Ah, I think that's mage. That's m- smart. M- m- mage. Um, all right. The more of me, the better. I know. That's what everyone is saying is the more of you, the better. Really quickly, um, we're just playing a little game of telephone tag and calling the wrestling nerds in my phone. Just spoke to Tom Phillips. Um, he was probably a little more upbeat about the build for Money in the Bank than you have been. Would you say that's probably accurate? I mean, he's professionally upbeat about it. <laughs> That's amazing because you're basically professionally downbeat about it. Uh, confirmed. Is there anything that you can say positive right now? Tell me something positive. No, God forbid I say something positive. Will somebody tell a story in one of those writers' rooms? What is going on, people? <laughs> Nothing, huh? Oh my you, God! You, you said know. you I'm... said to me the other day. That you believe the only story being told in WWE is Gargano and Ciampa. It is the only true story that is actually being told. I think it's Mage. And besides yeah, that, true. though, nothing. I mean, I, 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 say, I say this to you completely blank on the Warner Brothers lot in the middle of a staff meeting right now. Uh, but <laughs> Oh, you're in the middle of a staff meeting as we speak. A hundred percent. I'm no agenting on your behalf. Oh, my God. Well, listen, go go back and finish your staff meeting. We'll continue this conversation. Stay Mitch. Stay Mitch. All right. There he is. You guys believe no one believed that he cared about me. No one believed he was a friend. But now, 
Third on the check-in, Corey Graves. What are we checking in for? And those first two things are absolute lies. There are no fringe or uh, care in, in, happening right now. I, I just got done hitting home runs. I felt bad. What? Where were you hitting? Where were you hitting home runs? The cages? No, my son's field, man. We, so what do you mean? Your son had a game and you went out and just did some BP? Well, he had practice, and when practice was over, after my uh, subpar pitching performance when I was throwing BP, I needed to redeem myself. So I grabbed a uh, a 29 inch bat and put one into the next field. Wow, I'm good feeling like a real man right now. <laughs> wow, hitting bombas. Yeah, I mean it, that ball would have been out a lot of parks. Wait, wait, how, how old's your son again? Nine. So what? What's a, what is a? So it's like a 29, 26. Like what's the size of that bat? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I know it was really expensive because they changed the rules. Uh, By the way, do all the little kids now use the the helmet with the ear protector thing, the face protector? Did, I just noticed that I feel like, and RJ, my producer could weigh in on this. I feel like recently, was it just this year that now ev- it seems like almost every batter uses that helmet? When I was a kid, we always used to have to have the cages on our masks. Um, my you did? Softball, yeah, yeah. My, my daughter plays softball, and all the kids in the field have to wear masks now, which is really weird. But my son's league, no, they don't. They don't wear masks. Intense. Yeah, that is intense. I just found it weird because I did, I did not notice. Like, Carlos Stanton is one of the many players. I mean, I'm just using him as an example because I always notice it. Who wears the lo- elongated helmet? When yeah, I was, he a, got hit in the face though, didn't he? Didn't yes. He have his like jaw broken at one point. Like that's a, that's an understandable feature. Yeah, absolutely. If you have the history, I get it. But when I was a kid, no one cared about our faces. It was just the helmet, no face mask. Well, you probably weren't a very attractive child, Rosenberg. That's a very good. It's a very good point out of you. Am I on the air? Are you recording something right now? Uh, you're on the GP podcast as we speak. What do you think this oh, is? Oh, oh, okay. Now listen, I don't have a fancy um Sam Roberts basement studio. I just have a FaceTime audio. That's why and I said to my producer, I said, I feel that when people see you call them on FaceTime audio, they assume it's a butt dial. Yeah, I did. I, I, that's exactly what I thought happened. And uh I haven't heard from you in weeks or months, thus uh, you know, negating our friendship. And uh so I was just kinda I was worried maybe you were in trouble. It wasn't really so much a care is that I didn't want blood on my hands. Wait, so you thought like I was deal, I was like having some sort of drama where I was like fearing for my positioning in WWE or something? No, 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 no. I wasn't worried about that. I was thinking more on like a human being life level. Like maybe you just been stricken by a bus and, and you were like, oh my God, my only one hand works and my thumb is close to Graves number in my phone and there it is. Corey Graves and Corey Graves like is in you know he's only 90 to 100 minutes away from me. He should be able to get here. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if it's going down, I mean, I'm going to make an effort. I, I I really appreciate that. Now, what do you think about uh the possibility of some um some shy town dinner in a couple of weeks? I'm uh, I'm I'm really into the possibility of that. I'm actually uh, going to try to get in at a reasonable time and maybe enjoy Chicago a little bit. Let's could, could we do a little pizza a little pizza dinner perhaps on Saturday? Yeah, night? yeah, we'll, we'll do it proper. We'll go to uh, I can't remember the name of the place. It's off off the top of my head, but it's a it's a quite a famous deep dish Chicago pizza. Well, there's there's uh, there's Giordano's. Giordano's, that's it. Yeah, that's. But la- last time I, I have to tell you, I went last time to um. A different one, not Malnati's, not Giordano's. I went to the third one, and it was popping. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll get it to you. But anyways, we just I'm wanted to. A, I'm, I'm up for a little culinary adventure. Well, listen. Last time we hung out, it ended up with me seeing Steel Panther, and now they're like friends. I, I love Steel Panther. Well, see what happens. 
You hang out with the gravy train, you never know. Well, listen, and by the way, you haven't run into Booker T recently, have you? I, uh, I saw Booker recently. Yeah, I just did Raw with him a few weeks ago. And mm, was it London? And I now listen. I know that he's unwilling to fight you either at the arena or the airport. Right. But did he ever try to approach you in a fight in some other way? Well, listen. I haven't been to Starbucks since <laughs> since the initial threat was made. Uh, just for my own personal safety, I have avoided all coffee shops and eateries that resemble coffee shops. All right. Um, um, so. Send my love to the family and thank you for proving your friendship and calling back. Or answering your phone. All right, well, I proved something. You know, we'll call it whatever you want. All right, good night and good luck. All right, kid, later. There he is. That is uh, Corey Graves. Look, I knew at some point we could get meaningless phoners with all, every every one of your favorite WWE personalities, or at least the broadcasters. Um, Renee said, just got out of the shower, call you back in a few. So look, everyone, RJ, it, it looked sad. It looked like no one cared. And granted, we got no pertinent information related to wrestling, but you've heard from everyone. That's the kind of show we have here. You know, after thinking about it, the whole hit by a bus one-handed thing makes a lot of sense. What do you mean? Like your phone's laying on the ground and you just kind of roll over and your hand swipes across it and you just hit the FaceTime button and then next thing you know, hey man, this is all I could do. What can you do even though you're two hours away? You know what? It's a good point um, because you never know who you're able to sort of thumb through. And why does Booker T want to fight people at Starbucks? Well, no. Booker T and Corey Graves had a uh, quote-unquote feud. At Starbucks. And Booker T, had, no, Booker T had said that he's he will not fight Corey Graves at the arena or at the airport. The arena because he's a professional. And the airport because, you know, it could be – a problematic with the law. Uh, you, you can you do time for that. But if he sees him anywhere else, it's on site. So Starbucks I was just match. so I was yeah. Wow, you know I never thought about that. Booker T versus Corey Graves in a Starbucks match. Book it. No pun intended. That would be phenomenal. Says managing, it's managing manager of general. Excuse me. <laughs> um. Anyways, yes, there has been a lot going on in my life, guys, which is why things have been a little bit hectic. Um, I, I don't want to lie to everyone, um, and tell you just because I want to be politically correct that I have a ton to talk about, um, Raw. Uh, I don't have a ton to say with regard to Raw this week. Um, so what I do want to do is, and when we do do it, we'll do it with, uh, SGG. So let's, uh, let's jump to the mailbag, hit a few of these emails, and then, I will get a hold of the stat guy. Damn, I didn't get to any of these emails. And I did not realize how many we had this week. Um, here's one about me watching the NFL or not. We'll stay away from that. Um, here's another one we don't have to get to this week. Um, here's one from Christopher. Um, Driscoll, he's a regular. Everybody's hitting on Brock for his limited title defenses. Little known fact, he's out here in the universe defending the title against the extraterrestrial grapplers we don't see on WWE TV. That's just simply not true. Uh, I don't believe that to be true. Big week in my ears. This is a lot of Kanye, Drake, and Pusha, but thank you. I'm not going to do that right now, Sam, but thank you. Cheap Heat question coming in from Brian Hambridge. Sweet, sweet 
Peter Rosenberg is how the the email starts. I think I have a drop for that here because since we're actually at the uh, studio. Hold on. Hold on. It was Repug. Damn it, I thought we did have that drop. Cody Rhodes, sweet, sweet Peter. Oh. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. Thanks, Cody. Long-time listener, first-time writing, but I had a question. With the news coming out that Fox will keep SmackDown, a live show, but move it to Fridays, what does this mean for long pay-per-view weekends like Mania? Will they move the go-home show of SmackDown a week earlier and then Hall of Fame in that slot? Or will they just have the go-home two days before Mania? I really don't know how they will make it work. But for $2 billion, I bet they find a way. What do you, Stat Guy and Dat Rosenberg, the real co-host, think about this? Love all you do and keep enjoying yourself. That's a very nice and thoughtful message. Um, I, that's a. Re- I, I don't really know. Um, I. I would think. That here's what I would think. Perhaps, Hall of Fame airs on Fox. They do the go home the week before. They make the final show before Mania Raw, and they make Friday night Hall of Fame live on Fox for two hours before going to network. To me, that's the thing that makes sense. Hard for me to think of what you do otherwise. Um, That's a very good question, though. Someone's writing and saying, I have bigotry on the show. Big fan of the new, new era, but your bigotry towards conservatives is starting to get offensive. I understand your viewpoint, but I don't think you ever allow for others to have a viewpoint without crapping on them. First it was Kid Rock, now Kanye West. You're implying that anyone who voted for 45 is a jack. As a Latino whose mother had to eat dirt as a child in Mexico to avoid hunger and who saw the sheriffs kick us out of our house when I was 12 because my dad couldn't pay the mortgage due to NAFTA, you know what? Probably good timing that Alexa calls and interrupts. Alexa. Yo. Hey, you're on. Hey, you're on cheap heat. Are you waiting for me to come home? Yes. We gotta watch the cow game. What's wrong with you? All right. Well, do you want me to come home or do I meet you somewhere? I kind of want to go out, but I kind of want to stay out for the game. I don't want to just go out for a period. Well, but we we there are places close by that would be very easy to go back during the game. I can't stay out until all hours of the night. First of all, there's open late tonight on youtube.com slash complex. And second of all, I have to finish cheap heat with Stack Guy Greg. The Capitals are about to win their first Stanley Cup ever. You can make one sacrifice. Mm. All right. Well, I'll, I'll call you in a couple minutes and we'll decide on that. Bye. Bye. There you go. Everyone's favorite co-host. Um, let's hear the end of this email. Okay. Don't lecture me on the struggle of people of color. Try not to dismiss 62 million Americans as jack Not trying to pick a fight or change your mind, just hoping you can be open-minded. A month later, I didn't see that first email. A month later, well, I just unsubscribed to Cheap Heat. Your bigotry towards anyone who isn't far left is unbelievable. Shoemaker was right about you. Wow, I didn't know. I'm very surprised to learn that David Shoemaker would... Attack my politics. That's a very surprising claim. 
See, that's a way to get your attention, too. Because that's a very personal shot. This is very deep. Now, first of all, I let me let me be clear. Not once did we attack one person on this show for who they voted for. You didn't attack 67 million? 60 the 62 million? million? 62. Sorry. No. At no point on GP have we attacked people for who they voted for. I said that Kid Rock has said repug things about Beyonce and other people like that. And I said that Kanye West was acting like a jackass because he said that slavery was a choice. I never attacked anyone for who they voted on. I don't do that on my platforms, for better or for worse. So you are what a lot of our listeners would call a peckerhead, and not in a good way, um, a repugnant individual. And if you want me to beg you to stay on board with the podcast, um, I got news for you. That's simply not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, about that message that we just received, it was repug. Let me read one more, and then we will get to Stat Guy Greg. Well, this is a long one. Hey, Peter, huge fan of yours and all the Rosenberg vehicles. Um, okay, ba 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 ba. He's going pretty deep here about the information. I really appreciate it. Okay, I have one. I have a. I have a, He has a quiz for us. A one's gotta go. Wrestling T-shirts, yellow Hulkamania with red letters, the original black and white Austin 316, the original black and white NWO, and the white hot rod. One's got to go. For me, it's the it's the Hogan shirt, and that's not based on anything personal about Hogan, except that I've never had an interest in that shirt. It's just like it was always played out. Honestly, I mean, think about it. I, this week, procured the most expensive shirt I've ever paid for to get a 1986 Macho Man shirt that I will post. It's on my Instagram, actually. I posted it even though I didn't receive it yet on Rosenberg Radio. That's original. It's before the, the glasses, the purple glasses Macho Man shirt. It's the original Macho Man shirt. So I'm much more into rare. Um... So for me, I, I don't really, I don't really have an interest in the Hogan, um, shirt. I'd say, I say Hogan's gotta go. Although I will tell you, I mean, Austin 316's pretty played out. Um, white NWO is just a beautiful shirt. RJ, this is a good question for you. Um, which shirt would you say has gotta go? Hogan red and yellow, Austin 316, NWO black and white, or Roddy Piper hot rod shirt? This is going to be unpopular. The hot rod. Yeah, you don't need it? Well, I think it's, by the way, that's probably my second choice. To go or to, to second on the list of four? No, second to go. To go. Um, by the way, I, I threw all the Twitter snitches. I know what you paid for that shirt. Oh, I saw it. They were unbelievable. Oh my goodness! We're oh. talking. We're we're talking. Oh, the snitching was insane. We're talking rent for some people now. Oh, how much it costs? You have a lot of money. I. Uh, that, have, hey, hey, Renee. What? Hi. Hold on. Can I? Can, can you do FaceTime audio? Yeah. All right, hit me back. Hey, hey, 
I'm going to hit you with FaceTime audio. Hold on. Oh, okay. there. Well, there she did it. There you go. Hold on. There she is. Renee. Hey. hey, nay. <laughs> What's going on? Nothing. We were just playing a game to see who valued me as a friend. And, um, uh, you know, listen. You, my wet hair. And not a lot of people see just wet hair out of the shower Paquette. Yeah, this is real. This is not Renee Young. This is Paquette. Okay, yeah. That's who you get. That's. That's where the true friendship lies. And I'll tell you what, it's interesting that you call right now because the last person that I heard from who just called has a vested interest in tonight's hockey game, and it was my wife who's on the other side okay. of this. What did she have to say? She talked she talk a bunch of shit. She has, she has done that. Um, the other day, I, I told her something you said, Uh-oh. something about you being nervous, and she sort of was laughing in your face and talking trash. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but you know what? I deserve it because I talked a little trash to her uh, using you as my uh, gateway. You did. To trash talking. So I deserved it. And also, like, with the position that um, the Knights are in right now, I'm uh, eating, uh, eating a little of my own medicine. You are. You're eating crow. And there is, by the time people are hearing this, the series could be over or yeah, the series could be could be heading back to Washington. Yeah, yeah. Either way, it's a bit of a grim tale. How was riding the Zamboni? So, um, well, I don't want to, like, talk it because it was a cool opportunity, and I'm glad that I did it. Did I pause you or did you pause No, me? I paused you. I have to respond to something. Wait, why? Um, what, what went badly, though? Okay, so I... It's just that um, we went out there and we thought that we were going to, like, be cool, and people might be like, oh, cool. Dean Ambrose, Renee Young, and uh, it's the intermission, so everybody left, so I felt like I was getting sympathy waves. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but I got scolded not once but twice on the Zamboni because I had the um, the, the Vegas Misfits towel that everyone waves around, so I'm waving that around from the Zamboni. And, like, the one dude on the ice was, like, I guess signaling for me to not do that, but I... I also, I was a solid cocktail in, so, like, I had a fun little buzz going on, but I thought he was, like, playing along with me, and then I realized he was telling me not to do that, because if I dropped it, the Zamboni would have ate the whole thing up, and it would have broke the Zamboni, and I would have ruined the whole game. I, I have to tell you, um, I'm so amused by the idea, because I've been there so many times, because being in actually you know what radio and WWE fame are sort of similar in that yeah, in certain po- in exactly in certain pockets you feel really important and then you can yeah. just feel like utter trash and yeah. so you ended up in that spot where on the Zamboni you're just you thought it was a moment and instead it was people were getting beers yeah. And then also, like, the person that went on during, like, the second intermission was just, like, Jennifer from Henderson. Like, just a random person. Wow. <laughs> Wait, yeah. hold on. Hold on. The next person was, like, just, like, a contest winner or something? I, I think they were just, like, a local or something. I'm not – I don't really know how they acquired the position. But, like, when we went down – um, so Johnny Greco, who used to work with WWE, he works with the Knights now. So he was awesome and hooked up with tickets and – we went and did the parade, and like that was a good time. But also, like marching around in, um, like in a parade in 110 degree weather sucks. In a jersey, I was wearing my full jersey. Oh, the full, yeah, hockey jerseys. That's a lot. 
but I had to wear it. I didn't see that I had an option but to wear the jersey. I got to tell you, 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 um, I, I'm sad that our audience can't. I'll try to maybe snap a good picture. Renee is, oh, yeah. Renee is dressed like the hillbilly gym, the modern day <laughs> blonde hillbilly gym right now with the blonde hillbilly gym that just like got thrown in the pool. <laughs> I know, uh, with the wet hair. This I, is because I didn't know what you were calling me about. Yes. I'm calling you back. I, I didn't know I was going to be seen. Yep. And, and there, hold on. I'm going to try to snap a picture that's not terrible. There, hold on. Oh, no, that's actually really cute. There you go. Okay. I'm adorable. Let everybody know. Uh, everybody already knows that. Now, real quick, um, I've already started the conversation about a a, a little bit of a broadcaster's um, uh, Chicago pizza get-together. What, what's your thought? Yes. Oh, listen, I'm in. I'm in 100%. I don't know when I get into people know who you're going to be interviewing. Have you told people? No, no, that? no. That's that's not revealed. You're you're the only person who knows that. Wow. Well, I mean like uh, the people who work on my show and my wife know, but no, it's it, that's exclusive information. So if you're going to be able to come with me earlier in the day to my exclusive yeah. engagement, let me know about that. I would love to, but regardless um, pizza will happen. I've only had like a bite of deep dish once before. So I'm, I'm ready to navigate the treacherous waters of deep dish again. All right. And I think I'm going to make a suggestion about the place I went last time. That's not the main two that people always reference and okay. you'll be pleased with it. But anyways, um, Renee, it's a pleasure. I will see you in Chicago and you proved yeah. your friendship is real. You're damn right. From Hillbilly Jim herself. <laughs> Bye. Uh, she's a country girl, a country girl from Canada. Nat, now how do you feel, RJ? You know, you're like a guy who, when it all was going wrong, you stuck in there. You were talking about baseball earlier. You, you dug in. You were like, oh, for like a thousand. We're in like the 42nd inning. And you just walked off. Thank you. So well done. All right. Uh, coming up next, um, stat guy Greg will be here. We will talk about the week in pro wrestling. We will also um, get the Black Power rankings. But now, I have to tell you. But first, let me give you a message from our friends at ZipRecruiter. All right? First of all, are you hiring? Every business needs great people, and they need a better way to find them. Okay? So what's better than posting your job online and just praying? How about ZipRecruiter? ZipRecruiter knows... There's a smarter way. So they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter, they figure out what you're looking for. They identify the people with the right experience, and they invite them to apply to your job. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day, okay? You will find the right candidate at ZipRecruiter. Here's what I want you to do. Our listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Cheap heat. That's ziprecruiter.com slash cheap heat and find incredible candidates for the jobs you need filled. So what are you waiting for? Support the podcast and find great talent. Ziprecruiter.com slash cheap heat. Ziprecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and let's continue on, on this very, very mage and special cheap heat. Uh, SGG, welcome aboard. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for thanks for finally getting me in this. Well, listen, it was a tough day today. You know, you had a street fair you had to go to. Yeah, absolutely. And and the the, the question is, what did the physically large one snack on at the old street fair? Oh my god, everything, Ev- everything. Like as soon as I showed up, I, I stopped by and got some delicious chicken. 
So, you know, I had to start with that. What then, kind uh, of delicious chicken do they have at the street fair? It was like fried chicken. It was, it's called the dollar stroll. So like a bunch of restaurants, um, were selling food on the street and everything was a dollar. So I got, I got some delicious chicken. I, I could I, picture this being very much like a, an eighties promo. When it's like Mean Gene Okerlund like goes to hang out with King Kong Bundy and he's like walking on the street just stealing food from children. That's what I picture for you. But, throw, but throwing dollars at the children also, though. I, I, let's be honest. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. You're not a thief. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not with that many witnesses around. <laughs> not at all. But uh, but no, the food was delicious. Um, it was about 20 blocks, maybe 15 or 20 blocks. Just food and cheap, good food and music and fun. So yes, I definitely had to be there. <laughs> I wasn't gonna miss that. And did you did you have a piece of chicken for every block? I didn't. They weren't there's just the one selling the fried chicken all the way at the beginning. And I did think about circling back, but that line was too long. So I forged ahead. Good for you. All right, good for you. Way to have some pride. All right. Now speaking of pride, a man with none, he forced his way onto the podcast this week. His name is Zach Linder. Hello, Zach. Uh, you know, when I go to the street fair, I'm much more of a mozzarella man. I'm, I'm, that's what they call me, Peter. They call me Mr. Mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I get that mozzarella and I just force my way in. I, <laughs> that's, I've, I've heard people say that about you. The mozzarella He's getting it no matter what. Okay. That's inappropriate. Now, SGG, let's move quickly because I've already babbled about nothing for a long time today. Let's move quickly and talk about what happened outside the ring this week. So the biggest news from outside the ring, um, the one that had the most people buzzing was obviously the CM Punk, Colt Cabana, um, Doc Amon trial concluded this week. Um, the court ruled in favor of CM Punk and Colt Cabana. Uh, they they ruled that they did not defame um, Doc Amon, and so they end up owing him nothing. Um and people have been calling this a w- the WWE trial. That's kind of like a misnomer. WWE was not one of the parties to the trial. Um, WWE has been getting a lot of heat for it. Some people think that WWE was secretly funding the doctors, lawyers, and um, oh, you, you don't know. say. You mean there are, there are wrestling nerds out there who are super CM Punk fans who think that WWE was secretly out to um, ruin CM Punk and run this operation from behind the scenes? Yes, Shocking. yes. Um, there's uh, you no... know, I'm, I'm not worried that I'm going to get sued for announcing on a, on a podcast that I've raped a mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just I don't want the mozzarella community to come for you. You know, well, you know, big big corporate mozzarella is going to fund the, the the single mozzarella man. Uh, uh, you know, I wonder if people outside of New York appreciate what a mozzarella is. Oh, it is know? a very New York thing, right? <laughs> it is. That's, I didn't think about that until you just said that. Do they write in know? Rosenberg beats <laughs> at gmail.com and tell us what you think about matzo rapas. I'm sorry, SGG. Okay. So a win for Colt Cabana and CM Punk. Major yeah, tag team. A big win for them. A big, a big nothing burger for the doctor. Uh, really like a big waste of time for him, honestly. Um, yeah. Well, there's nothing else to really be, be said about that. Um, well, I, I, I listened to, if I may, I, I listened to, Cabana did like a diary podcast of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, if either of you have listened to that yet, but it's, it's really fascinating. He kind of gives his thoughts day by day after coming home from the day's events of the trial. 
And it's super, super interesting to hear kind of his headspace and how it like physic. He talks about how it physically affected him, the stress of it. And I don't blame him. I mean, it's it, it's a super, super stressful thing. What uh, would have happened if they lost? Well, uh, they would have had to pay a lot, a lot of money because it was it was for Punk. It was one count of defamation. And Greg, correct me if I'm wrong. You're an attorney at law, but uh, for Cabana, it was. Originally, two counts: one count of defamation and one uh, one count of publishing, right? Yep. But then the 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 defamation count was thrown out before the trial, and it ended up just being the uh, the publishing for Cabana. So it's publishing and, Cabana and defamation for Punk. And that's where the that's where that's where like it, the numbers really ran pretty high because um, the doctor's lawyers was asking for a dollar in damages for every person who listened to the podcast which ended up being around three million dollars um it was every stream of, right yeah from each of them and then punitive damages on top of that so it would have been like it'd have been like 80 million you're talking about a wrestling are you trying to equate how many streams of a popular wrestling podcast equate to how many people because if, if a popular wrestling podcast says they have three million streams that means about two hundred thousand people actually heard the podcast i would say that one though actually was in the realm of a million to a million and a half people actually heard it that yeah, was a well, very big one that was the the, the, the the calculation was laughable though like i understand that it was widely listened to but I, but like i said um last week there wasn't really any evidence that it harmed his reputation and um, I think CM Punk's testimony saved everybody's ass uh, because he came out of it um, looking really credible, really honest uh, about his portrayal of the events. Didn't he and cry? He did cry. He did cry. He looked very sympathetic towards the jury, which always helps. And um, in CM the end, Punk crying is a bizarre thing to even think about. Well, he, he might be crying after his fight this weekend, too. I mean, we'll, oh. we'll see. Oh. Um, By the way, that is a stressful <laughs> thing to have the week before a fight. I mean, seriously? Now, now he's ready. He's ready to go, baby. Um, the, the funniest thing, though, in the whole trial was some of the evidence that was used um, showing some tweets. <laughs> can, can I say this on ESPN Radio? Greg, what do you think? I don't know if I Peter knows what can. I'm going to say. I, I think, think you can. know what I'm going to say. Can, can I say it on ESPN Radio? Um. The they, they were showing tweets showing how he was defamed and then showing these tweets that were attacking Doc Amon saying, oh, you're a terrible doctor. You're the worst. We hate you. We love CM Punk. And one of the tweets they showed was from a gentleman on Twitter named Mike Latouris. I, you know what? I saw about Mr. Latouris. I, I saw that. I did not. OK. You know what? It didn't all come together. What role Mr. Latouris played? Wow. You know what, though? I'll be honest. As much as I care about all of this, I actually don't. I, I care a Jace-esque about this. As, I mean, as long as nothing terrible is going to happen to Punk and Colt Cabana, which would have been shame, now that I know they're okay, my, my, my only thoughts about CM Punk are, what's going to happen this week? I would have been worried about him having a fight this weekend no matter what, let alone having like a seriously draining legitimate trial the week of a UFC fight. He's already proven... He really needs to concentrate on the fighting as much as humanly possible. Um, SGG, are you going to watch this weekend? Um, I'm hoping to. I'm hoping to. And I just want to back up a little bit about the UFC fight, too, and the conspiracy theorists. <laughs> there are people who think that um, WWE chose to set the trial um, 
the week before his fight to sort of like sabotage him. And uh, honestly, that could not be further from the truth. Now, granted, um, I'm speculating, but I'm speculating based on my own experience that Punk's lawyers, if they knew when his fight was scheduled for, they could have pushed to have the trial moved. Now, it would have probably bumped it uh, further down the road for a few months, but it it's a UFC fight is a pretty big deal. And um, I think Punk would have been privileged in that if his lawyers asked to move the trial, um, it would have been moved. All right. Very good. Well, let's let's move on. What else you got outside the ring? That was all I had outside the ring. That was the big one. Per- perfect. Um, let's jump to the week that was in professional wrestling. I had the privilege of watching Monday Night Raw on Monday with one Brian Dipperstein. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that's what he said. He, not a lot of joy from Dipperstein this After week. After every segment. Oh my god. What are they doing? Ooh. I mean, listen. Even Bobby Lashley had to ask is, that. Where earlier. is this going? Where, where are you going? I know. And there's a lot, there, it's just, the the most frustrating thing I, I think right now that I'm seeing on TV is, and, and Zach and I were talking about this during dinner. This is one of the most talented rosters they've ever had. And one of the most um, story light runs I can recall, where you, you see big names that just don't have a story attached to them. Particularly, it's frustrating given the talent involved, especially. Right? I, I, I don't know. One day we could look back at this roster and be like, you know, you think Attitude Era. You think about remember, like in like '03 when The Rock's finishing up, um, Austin's still around. Hogan comes back, HBK's back, Big Undertaker's Papa there. Pump comes in. Yeah, Scott Steiner's there, NWO's there. It really is like, um, all the WCW people are there. You could end up one day looking at this time and thinking, wow, this was, there was really an influx of a lot of people and you still had Cena, Orton, Triple H, Batista, Batista, well, not right at this moment, but we could. Um, and what's happening? What are the stories? You know? And what the hell is Bobby Lashley wearing? Oh, SGG? I, you know, listen, does this put him on the bottom of the back? Is there like a, is there a negative black power rankings? If, if there were a negative black power rankings, he would be on, uh, the top of that list, which would be like the dead bottom of the black power rankings because week to week, it, it, it it's just been a miss for me every week. It's him and the sisters. On the on the negative black power rankings, <laughs> which, which order are the sisters? That's the question. Yeah, let's let's rank the. And you know what? I'm glad we brought that up though, because the, uh, uh, like that. Take that storyline for example, which doesn't really make any sense. Sami Zayn is so good. Like to me, given the right opportunity and story, this is going to sound lofty. Sami Zayn could be like generationally good on the microphone. That's yeah. how good I think Sammy is with a mic in his hand. When I worked at WWE.com, he was one of the best guys to talk to about wrestling backstage because he's so articulate. And he's one of these guys that didn't need a script. You you give him one prompt, and he's off to the races. And yet there's no real story there, SGG. Was there anything that you um particularly enjoyed this week on Raw? On Raw? I enjoyed the Finn and uh, KO match, but it was it was a lot of it was leaving me with like question marks. Um, you know, th- I feel like there's too much authority on Raw. We already have 
Stephanie McMahon and Kurt Angle, and now we have Constable Baron Corbin, which I don't like. I don't know why that's needed. Well, it's because Baron Corbin is legitimately a veteran of Scotland Yard. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'll I'll tell you what. Baron Corbin is a really – seems to me like a really good dude. I enjoy talking to him. Um, you don't know whether he's the luckiest guy in the WWE or the unluckiest guy in WWE because you could look at it either way. In one sense, wow, the luck this guy must have because it doesn't seem like it's ever really going for him and yet he keeps getting opportunities. Or maybe it's the other way and it's like they really like this guy and give him opportunities but they never he never has anything to really work with either. I, I don't know which way it is but I, I, I just don't understand where this came from and what's going on there. Do you, do you think you have an affinity for him because you have the same hairline? You know what? <laughs> Popping Greg big. I, I can hear SGG laughing all the way in Philly. I shouldn't have stayed over over this apartment. Should, yeah. I, should have left right after the hockey game. This is really getting hurtful. Um, Let's see. Uh, Rhonda and Naya. It's like, again, they're sort of doing the Bailey-Sasha thing of like, we're showing you exactly where it's going. But it's just getting there in this slow way where you don't understand why. Like, why aren't they all out fighting at this point? Why are they hanging on to some sort of level of politeness between the two of them? Why? I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't understand it either. I, I feel like it was ripe for a WrestleMania match. And then they sort of hit pause. And, um, you know, maybe they're waiting to return to the scene of the crime uh, at Brooklyn and have them do like a big feud in a big blow off uh, at SummerSlam but uh, in the meantime though they do a lot of things that just don't make sense like Bailey showing also up like they just, to jump it into seems like they loaded up the money sense. in the bank card too early and they, now they're kind of stuck they're treading water they've been treading water for weeks is there a pay-per-view in between money in the bank and SummerSlam is there a July a- one Extreme Rules I believe right? I think so you might know extreme better than rules. me Peter, but how could I forget of course. Yeah, I, there's one, I know there's one that I'm not doing. That's, that's the one that's in the middle in July. Um, now listen, here's the upside. Let's get positive for a second. Um, the card is still pretty good. They will have potential to have another great night because maybe AJ and Nakamura, you actually get the match you've really been waiting for. Even though I am one of the people who thinks that Backlash was kind of fun. Maybe you finally get the AJ Nakamura match you really wanted. Um, maybe Carmella and Asuka surprises you because I do think I do think there's a chance. I mean, we all know I am I am what they call a mellow mark. Um, and think there's a chance that we could enjoy that. Um, the Money in the Bank matches, of course, could be good. Um, oh, I think it. I think more than could be. They should be good. Um, Roman and Jinder could be entertaining. But like, here's the thing: Does Roman benefit? From having like a random pay-per-view match where like he just kind of like easily goes over Jinder Mahal? I don't think it's random. What do you mean? I, I think this, I think. Story of Jace? I think it's Story of Jace. I love Jinder as we, we all, just. We all agree Jinder's much better right now. Oh my God. It's fantastic. Yes. Also, I think you're not giving the mat, the matchup itself enough credit. It, these are just two big beefy guys that are going to slam into wanna, each other. Do you want to do that again in Vince voice? <laughs> Oh my God! These look, are t- look at these guys. Look at look at gender. Look at Roman. These two big beefy guys. I'm gonna snap into them like a slim jim. 
That was really that was really good. See? That was mage. That was it. Look, look at oh my god! I can't <laughs> wait to book another match at the upfront. <laughs> oh, can you imagine it? They're gonna. They're. Oh, I know what we're gonna do. We're gonna book their next match at the Golden Globes. If, uh, if there's one group that loves seeing matches made, it's ad sales executives. That's true. I've heard that before. Um, yeah, but I, I just hope that. Fine, you may, you may be right, Zach, that it's not random, but SGG, I'll ask it to you. They have a little bit of a story, and we do all agree that we love that Jinder has sort of been walked back from the caricature that he was. But if they just have like a 12-minute match, Superman punch, Roman wins, does that do a lot for Roman or Jinder? Uh, I think so. I think a competitive match where Jinder is actually allowed to show that he can wrestle, because I think he can wrestle, but... Um, where he's actually allowed to prove to the rest of the audience that he can wrestle will do well for gender win or lose. Well, you know what? That's a great point too, because who better to make you look great than Roman? Roman does make heels look great. Like that's what he does. Yeah. And he's had great matches with, or good to great matches, I'll say, with people with varying styles. You know, he had good, great matches with high flyers, technical wrestlers, um, brawlers. So I think Jinder is in good hands here. Um, so Roman's going to make him look like a credible wrestler. And, and you know, it's going to be interesting to see how stubborn the Chicago crowd is if they, yeah, that's, if they boo Roman versus Jinder, who is as a character is pretty much like no redeeming qualities. I think they're going to cheer Jinder. I think it's going to be a WrestleMania Triple H CM Punk. Not, not uh, Triple H, uh, John Cena situation. Okay, well, here's the thing. Are you happier if they boo Roman, cheer gender, or boo Roman, boo gender? You'd rather have them boo Roman, cheer gender. Yes. I think booing both is your worst case scenario. Yeah. So like, at the very least, even if you're being annoying and snarky and, and cheering gender just because you know you're not supposed to, what you don't want is Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. But are they going to boo them both, though? Like, I don't even remember a match. I mean, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg comes to mind. But besides that, I don't really remember a match where they boo them both. <laughs> Goldberg, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar. It's always Brock Lesnar. Roman, Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar. Are Roman, really Brock Lesnar, they didn't really boo both, though. Like, they, they popped for... Um, for Brock when he would get an offense on Roman. But Gol- Goldberg Brock Lesnar, I guess they was, did. Goldberg Brock Lesnar. No, you're dead. right. They you're right. It's just you end up thinking about some of the negative stuff because of the beach balls and people kind of checking out. I also seem to recall a Don Leo Jonathan versus Ken Patera match. <laughs> 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 Booed out of the building. Um, SGG. Now, next week, of course, we'll have a good, full breakdown of Money in the Bank. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, um, first of all, a quick update um, from the desk of people moved up to the Raw roster in hopes that they would do something. Cien Almas. What's going on with Cien Almas? Anything. Well, Cien Almas is on SmackDown. Looks like he's going to finally get a meaningful feud with um, Sin Cara after... I was enjoying him with the jobbers, though. I'm not going to lie. But to see him with a meaningful feud, I think it's Well, let's gonna... be fair. Meaningful or Jace? Yeah, Sin- it's going to be Jace. 
<laughs> Seed well, car is major J's and jobber J's. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't say that to his face though. Not backstage, but although no, um, I wouldn't. Cien say seems face. to have Cien seems to have um, one up on him in the backstage fight. So I think because they have a history and they might have a chemistry that translates on screen, um, and we'll all be able to enjoy that match. But you know who is missing from the Raw roster. And shockingly, wasn't even a part of this tag team battle royal to determine new number one contenders. Is the authors of pain? They, yeah, they moved up just to dump uh, Paul Ellering and never be seen again. Um, that's the real mystery. Well, they're writing uh, a book. <laughs> they got to work. I I actually heard that they are going on a book tour with Michael Eric Dyson. They're going to be uh, releasing books together. Aren't they, they're not on the Keith Hernandez book tour. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're more political than that. <laughs> do, do you think? Do you think the authors of Pain would like do Instagram videos of them with their their cat in Sag Harbor? Why not? They're authors. This is this is niche jokes. Yeah, I you, apologize. Actually, I'll be honest. You completely lost me. Um, but yeah, it is it is weird. There have been a few things, and I said this at the time that I thought after the shakeup, there were some things that I just thought were like happened arbitrarily. Like they just kind of needed to clear NXT, even if people were didn't really have spaces to work in here. How do you guys feel about? I'll start with USGG. The Dipperstein hot take that the only meaningful story in WWE right now is Gargano and Champa. Disagree. Completely disagree. What? Um, disagree. What do you think? What do you? What else do you think there is? Or do you I not would, think it's a good story? I do think it's a good story. I do. I don't think it's the only um, good story. It's It's been the one that's been like drawn out the longest because I think um, the turn happened at the last takeover Chicago and um, they got lucky with yep. Ciampa being injured because they've been allowed to stretch it out a year through to another takeover Chicago. But um, That's pretty mage. I'm glad Dream? you reminded me of that. That, that, is, that is true. Dream and Ricochet. Well, I cannot believe how long I've been there. I've already been there for a while, confirmed. We're very impressed. I'm very impressed I've lasted this long. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Uh, um, so what else, SGG? But yeah, no, Dream and Ricochet, though. Like, that feud... So I said the same thing. Um, that was my argument. But at the same time, the Dream Ricochet story is cool. It's really just the excitement of seeing these two incredible talents together, more so to me than it is the story's great. But... It's, it's sort of same, like it's it's less of you're right. The dream and ricochet story is just like a cool thing for the moment. That's going to produce a great match. But this has been um, the dreams story since debuting as the dream, right? Like with Alistair Black, um, and then with Cassius Ono, and then even in going into the North American uh, title ladder match. The story with the Velveteen Dream is I guess he's trying to like live up to that name and like try to prove to everybody else that he's great. Like he walks around with this confidence, but you don't really feel like he believes it because every time somebody shows up on the scene, he targets them to try to prove to you how great he is. And that's like a meta story that's happening within himself. And um it plays out in these little mini feuds with everybody new. And now Ricochet is his latest target, but it always produces these great matches, and that's why they can always go back to the well. 
I've, I have a question for both of you. Mm. Who do you think is more of a sure thing to be a star on the main roster? Ricochet or Velveteen Dream? Incredible question. Phenomenal question. Journalistically perfect. Um, I think the more sure thing is Dream. Um, they're both great in ring. Ricochet is better, in my opinion. But Dream, and they're both great wrestlers, and they're both charismatic. But Ricochet is a better wrestler, and Dream is more charismatic. So because of the way WWE operates on the, the biggest stage, I'll lean with the charisma and go Dream. SGG? Yeah, um, I feel the same way. It's, I do think Ricochet is a better wrestler. Um, just slightly though. Like, I won't say he's a great movie, by the way. What was that? The Denzel Washington vehicle. Have not seen it. Ricochet? I'm more of an inside man guy myself. So much later. uh, SGG, you know Ricochet, right? Um, yeah, I know. I mean, I haven't met the guy, but I know I'm familiar with his work. Classic. All right, sorry. Go ahead. So you, you you say dream also, but yeah, I do say dream. Um, for all the same reasons, like you said, Ricochet is slightly better in ring, but not only is Dream um more of a character, but Dream uh, is better on the mic. Like he really is, and and that sometimes propels people farther than where they should go. And not having that has held people back from where you know most fans they think could they go. should go. Yeah, I agree. I, and I think it's really mostly about the intangibles. I think Ricochet has about as much potential to be as big of a star as Neville was. Oh, no, I could be bigger than Neville. Uh, oh, yeah, maybe. But, but I think Velveteen Dream Neville has, has the accent, which it, it just it always seems to be some sort of weird limitation in WWE. It, uh, the and, accent. I mean, I, I never want to hear anybody with an accent. Get them off my television exactly. screen. Exactly. It's disgusting. <laughs> I never kidding. want to see it. He's kidding. He's kidding, by the way. But, uh, yeah, America <laughs> does seem to sort of be that way about accents. It's not cool, but it seems to be true. But I think Velveteen Dream has, and forgive the phrase, he, I think he has that potential to develop that little bit of cult of personality. Um, that, uh, that kind of extra level of charisma where he could be like perhaps even, um, a, a bit of a phenomenon on the main roster. Oh, yeah. I think you could be thinking yep. about, um, Velveteen Dream being a future black WWE champion, a man who lives atop the black power rankings for months on end. Is he the the next generation Easily. version of Goldust? No, More I mage. think he's going to go past yeah. Goldust. Yeah, that's what Gold, I mean. Goldust was mage. 95-96, Goldust was not only mage, but transcendent and uh, revolutionary as a character. Yes, yes. Um, I agree. But I do well, think the fact that Goldust ended up generally hovering mid-card, I think Velveteen Dream has the chance to be like a guy who just stays pretty high on the card permanently. I'm not saying yeah. he will, but I think he has the potential to. Yeah, like Fandango. And, well, and I think Velveteen Dream has more of the potential to be taken seriously as a, as a contender because a lot of the character guys, they get stuck – like like Goldust is a perfect example. Fandango's another good example of a character that just got stuck being the character and never really was seen as a credible um championship contender. But I think Dream is gonna be able to to crack that ceiling and despite the character be um be successful. Alright, well SG, listen, um give us those while we're at it. Give us those black power rankings. That's what they've been waiting for. Oh, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, 
and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black, and I'm black, yo, I'm black, and I'm black, yo. And at number three, I'm gonna go with Leo Rush. Um, Young Leo. Yeah, Young Leo. He ran into a little bit of a speed bump. Um, late last year, earlier this year, with some tweets, and it looked like things were going to be shaky for him. But it seems that he's bounced back, and he's expected to debut on on twelve five live very soon, which honestly is the perfect place for him. And I think it's going to be good for him to be able to showcase his abilities to even more of the WWE universe in the future. So he's coming. And in shout out to Leo because he put out a rap video last week too. And you know the the ironic thing I heard about uh, Leo Rush is that Leo. Is a Capricorn. All right. Next, Greg. <laughs> In that number two, um, Naomi. She she tagged with her husband this week on SmackDown in a winning effort against um, Lana and not Lana's husband, Aiden English. Um, but, yeah, Naomi's been doing some great work, and she's another one that's like – I feel like she's been getting overshadowed. Not necessarily overshadowed, but um, she's not in the spotlight as much as she was when she was a champion – but uh, on Ladies Night, which was Tuesday, they had the the women's match to start the show and run for a half an hour. Then they had Charlotte and Becky. But Naomi and Lana was also allowed to shine. So I'm going to give her the number two spot. And in at number one is The New Day. Um, just because they have me very intrigued going into this uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, I don't think we're going to find out who they choose to compete for them until Money in the Bank. But despite knowing that they're not going to reveal that, I do watch every Tuesday waiting for like little hints or anything that I can pick up. And just because they have me so intrigued, I'm giving them that number one spot. All right, well, real quick, you could show a lot of love to Ember Moon because the, the amount that they are pushing Ember Moon, she's like in the center of the logo for the women's Money in the Bank match. It's Ember Moon, which I find very interesting. And... I believe this would be a great opportunity to break up the new day. I think we're getting close to time. I do too. I do too. I would love it to be a situation where um, one of the new day members cashes in, like wins the briefcase and then they free bird rule with the briefcase and like they all carry it and they all tease that anyone could cash in. And then the person who cashes in and wins the world championship is just like, all right, this one's mine. I don't need you guys. And then she's just, yeah, I, I, would, I would love that. I, I would also love it for them to stay together and for them to win the title as a group. I think I don't. I know that's unprecedented, uh, but I think that that would be really, really cool and honestly, probably deserved. That actually would, would they, be fun. And they have been when it comes to like seeing how much they've carried the brand and how much they're used as ambassadors, how much merch they sell. Um, they're, they're beyond the tag titles now. They are world. They are a world title level kind of group right yeah that is true they are above tag titles it's a great way of putting it um listen i love you guys both but i'm gonna put this thing to bed um and by that i mean myself and are you gonna gonna tuck me in yeah yeah. well you're sleeping over at this point (laughs) now um i will get to more emails we only got to a few this week we'll get to more next week i I have them all there's many more to get to rosenbergbeats at gmail.com don't forget this week's episode of open late great interview with vic mensa which I think USGG will very much enjoy. Yeah, I got to go watch that right um, now. Uh, boom. Perfect. Go to YouTube.com slash complex. Follow at Zach Linder. Oh, thank you. He goes to Mets games. He eats food. He talks about wrestling. I go to Brussels. 
And he takes and he takes random trips to European yeah, he's countries. He's in Europe more than he's in America, but we love him. Follow me for all your mozzarella needs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, SGG, do us a favor in Philly this weekend. Stay major, okay? Oh yeah.